Welcome to the Festival Podcast, bringing you the very best interviews from the world of music festivals. Jump in and let the good times rock and roll. Hello, how's it going? Uh, we've just got back from Download Festival. My ears are still ringing a little bit. Absolutely amazing weekend. So many wicked bands and incredible people. Uh, we got to see lots and lots of things while we were there, but we also managed to catch up with Sandy Reed. You may not recognise the name, but you will recognise the company because 15 years ago, Sandy was set the task of rounding up a handful of volunteers to help out at tea in the Park Festival. And his company, Festaff, was born. Fast forward to today and they have over 26,000 people on their database and 5,000 volunteers are placed across 35 events every year up and down the country. Uh, with the events covering Glastonbury, Bestival, Download, Isle of Wight and many more, Festaff offers both music fans the ideal way to cheaply enjoy music festivals and give something back whilst providing organisers with staffing solutions without which festivals simply couldn't run. Um, Sandy himself is such a passionate guy, a really, really cool guy, gave us so much time. Uh, we were literally sat in a little store cupboard uh, just out the back of a trailer. You can hear fans running past. Um, he spoke to us about the highs and lows of running a company to do with something that he loves. Um, there's been romances, there's been weddings, um, the lows have included people getting kicked off site before even doing their first shift. Uh, he gave loads and loads of tips for applying for festival jobs and as someone who has volunteered myself with Festaff, I can 100% back up everything that he said. Brilliant company, brilliant guy. I know you're gonna love it. Here goes Sandy Reed from Festaff. Uh, we are sat literally at Download Festival in what can be described as maybe a store cupboard with some uh, bottles, many, many bottles, because we are catching up with Sandy Reed, um, the manager and founder of Festaff. Now, Sandy, you seem to have created pretty much the dream company. Have you always been a music fan? Oh, yeah, very much so. From a very, very young age, me. Great interest was always like the Clash and the Rosillos and you know Stiff Little Fingers were my first real real love going to see them when I was 14 years old and my whole business is built from there really I mean I got my break by I went to see the wedding present at a gig in Dundee and started speaking to the guy at the back and he just turned up with the guy that was promoting the gig and the next day I went and met with him and the next day I was in the back of van selling t-shirts. So it's, it's all stemmed from a love of music and it still comes from a love of music and I'm lucky enough now to work in something and created something and had it running long enough that I've got, I've got a, a sort of an overview and now I, I, enjoy, yeah, I enjoy the music every single event I go to. It's great, I love that, it. That sounds incredible and it sounds like it was almost a chance meeting but I imagine it's part of being in the right place at the right time over and over again. You got enough gigs and um, yeah, maybe it'll happen. And yeah, yeah, maybe for loads of people it won't. But yeah, I mean, it, it's one of them things, you know, you see it bands, keep playing, you'll find the right person. And I just happened to meet the right guy at the back of a gig and 
that opened the doors for me and the guy he was, it was the guy ultimately that started tea in the park Stuart Clumpus so it was he was a good guy to know and that was back in the day when he was just running a very small company there was me him his wife and his dog that's amazing that's that's sort of like uh, how a lot of these type of things sort of almost start as well um did you find that it was a transition from that into kind of fest stuff did it did it appear as a obvious sort of thing that they needed was it born out of a need it was born out of a request um stuart clump is the same guy that started tea in the park he'd started tea in the park i think a year prior um and he was just short of staff and he phoned me up the night before and he says can you get a load of your mates together and come up and give us a hand and I'll be honest, I said, well, I might be got the Sally Rangers the next game, but but I reneged on that and I went and helped him out. And it's just built from that. That was, that was the starting point. And the next year, he said, can you bring more of your mates, more of your mates? And then I ran out of mates and I had to start getting other people involved. So that's that's where it started from. That's all, When did you realise it was potentially going to be a, a, a business or, or that was going to become more of your role? Um, well, this was all about 1998, really. Um, and... Before that, there was festivals. I mean, it's a huge flood, flourishing business now. But before that, there was festivals. There was only about three or four. You know, there was there was Glastonbury, there was Reading, probably the Phoenix Festival that went for a few years. But there wasn't a great deal. There was you had Womad, but since th that was just when everything just went woomph. You know, everything just took off, and everybody that was having a village fete wanted to have a festival and thought this is the way to make money. Now a lot of people didn't make any money, but I just happened to be doing the right thing at the right time in the right place and um, yeah that's that's where it all stems from really they've grown so much as well sort of music festivals you mentioned kind of maybe 20 odd years ago there were a handful and they were kind of put on a pedestal now like you mentioned every town has one every kind of place has one what do you think that growing success because obviously the public want them what what do you think's kind of like driven that i think i think in today's age the, the live music scene is it's one of the few things you can't recreate you can download music you can watch it online but you you, you can never capture that sort of thing and i think it's a great a sharing of uh, enjoyment you know people going with their friends and there's all every every kind of person's catered for now all musical genres whether you want easy listening whether you want metal whether you want something whether you want kids festivals whatever so there's so much so much uh, scope there for people to, to to get involved so i think it, it all stems from from that there's a whole plethora of different events out there and you know I th there's something for everybody really yeah and it is that wonderful thing about it being often it seems more than the music itself because yeah. people kind of come together for everything around that i think it's a meeting of people of like-minded people who want i've got similar tastes but they you know they understand each other so there, there is very much so and I, I, a lot of events now you know even the, before their, their announcement their lineups are announced they get good sales because people they know they're going to get that atmosphere you know, they know they're going to be loads of kids or whatever there's going to be no kids one or the other and so you know they, they're buying a brand now I think that's I think that's what's happened with a lot of events. Download that we're at, it's a brand, and they can change the bands, but they know they're gonna get a weekend of metal, and you know, and round beer, and they love that. And like you mentioned, we are at Download now, and it's been uncharacteristically hot and and so so cool in in every single way. And do you still love music as much as you did when you started? Do you get to go to pretty much every festival under the sun now? Oh God, I'll, I'll, I'll probably spend more on music than I ever did 
Um, and I, I try to go as many, but obviously with the British summer, we our British summer, we have too much weather and no climate in Britain. So our British summer is like two months that you can cram everything into. I would love to go every single one and I try to get to as many as possible, but it's humanly in, impossible. But my, my love of music, no, that, that grows by the day, you know. I, See the latest Radiohead album, I just think it's fantastic. The latest Iggy Pop stuff's amazing, and um, yeah, it's Britain's such a great place for music as well. There's such a melting pot of styles and genres, and I don't know, we could ever get bored of it really. Yeah, without getting yourself too much in trouble, what's what's your favourite festival? My favourite festival? Gonna take the politicians' answer and say they've all got the special. <laughs> no, you can't. No sitting on the fence. If I had to go for one musically, it'd have to be Glastonbury yeah. because bands want to play there and they'll they'll come to this country especially. And I've seen so many great things like John Fogerty, who was in Creedence Clearwater Revival at, at Glastonbury. I'll never see Elvis, but I've seen John Fogerty, and that's pretty yeah. cool. And you know, from a musical point of view, yeah, last year watching the Super Furries are a great festival band. Glastonbury's got everything, you know, I, and I saw Burt Bacharach last year, who is one of the guys, I have lists and then there's a big, big list, and he's on the big, big list, and just to see him was just something I thought had never happen, and um, so yeah, Glastonbury, if, if, if you're really, really into music, that's the place to be. Yeah, yeah, without doubt, uh, awesome festival, but it's got so much else going on as well. What, what do you think makes a festival like truly great is it is it necessarily the lineup is it is it kind of more around it well I, I, like you say glastonbury is an arts festival as well you know and i think a lot of festivals aren't they embrace more of the arts festival than than a lot of other you know other events have installations or whatever but you know glastonbury is very much you know and you know, there's a thing things there for everybody but what what makes a festival i mean you know i i i come from the background of what's on the main stage or makes a festival. But that's that, that's just me and that's always the way I've thought about festivals. I'll look at the bands are on and that's what makes it. But I think there's a lot of things that go to make a good festival this day and age. I mean, people are more, a bit more demanding. They want better quality beer, they want colder beer, they want, you know, a better view, they want to be able to sit, you know, they don't want to be so crammed in. So I think a, a lot of different elements make up a festival. And, um, it depends what you're really looking for, you know. Some people want to be squashed in and, you know, sweaty and horrible. And then probably older people don't want that. But, um, yeah, there's certainly a great winter festivals out there. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, with volunteering as well, because, of course, Festaf helps people kind of, it both helps the volunteers and the music fans themselves mm. kind of enjoy music festivals when they maybe wouldn't be able to in other ways and it's crucial it's it's the important thing that makes festivals work um do you have any advice for people for people who sort of want to volunteer at music festivals uh, my advice would just be uh, be up for be up for it you know be proactive you know that's all we ask of people when they come to events we don't ask them to do anything that's going to you know, it's going to be too complicated or they're going to feel uneasy with it. It's pretty straightforward stuff and it's not demeaning stuff. We never ask them to do that. It's like race banding, stewarding, it's talking to people. Yeah. So if you want to come to a, a festival and volunteer, come proactive, come with a smile on your face. And the thing is about coming to work at a festival, all the people at that festival are there for the same reason you're there. So, you know, you've got, you've got common ground already. It's not as if you're two opposing factions coming together. So the people that you're going to be working with, you're there to make sure they have a good time, but you're also working to make sure you have a good time. So the, I, I, what we find a lot with the volunteers as well is that um, 
first time they come on their own and years after they keep coming back and they get bigger and bigger groups of friends and I think it's a really really important tool for that because we do get a lot of, a lot of young kids that are nervous about coming on their own and they maybe maybe they're living in a small town into metal and they've not got the friends that want to do it and they want to come and and within a couple of years they've got the biggest group of Facebook friends in the world, you know, and they're, they're emailing each other and traveling together. So I think it's a really important social tool for a lot of kids. Yeah, I think, does, does that fill you with quite a bit of joy as well? Oh, very much so. It really does. It really does. Um, yeah, we've had a, a few other guys working for us now who basically wouldn't say boot or goose when I first met them, you know, and they, they're now, you know, they're, they're, they're getting on, they're making, they're, they're making good progress with us. And yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, it really does because you know you see some kids and you see them, you know, in the next year and the year. You can just see them progressing little by little coming up. I mean, there was a Welsh guy who came to work with us a few years ago. And he was the quietest guy in the world, and the next year he had his guitar and he was sitting in the middle, singing away in front of everybody. He just got his confidence up in one year, and he just and he races all the time. He's a really nice lad. So yeah, it really, yeah, it really, it is. It's a wonderful thing. Have you had a fest staff wedding yet? We've had one. We've had a, I've had a couple. I think we've had one. Uh, there was a couple of people got married on the Isle of Wight. Um, there was a couple of people. Got, a couple of people getting married this year. I think before the Rewind event, having their honeymoon camping at Rewind North. I think yeah, yeah. So we've had a few. So they met on. They met stewarding last year at Rewind, and they were getting married the week before <laughs> and having their honeymoon at the event, and volunteering as well. They're working as well. That's me. That that is something that seems to come back as well. A lot of people do tend to volunteer maybe first time rounds, maybe money reasons and stuff, but actually decide to come back because it offers something more than and just a cheap ticket. Yeah, we, yeah, I'm very well aware of that. Some people just like that sort of little backstage peek, you know, about how things work. Like you say, some people want to save money. Some people want to be part of the event in some small way and some people just enjoy it, interacting with other people. And you know, and that, that's, that's what it is, it's talking to people. You know, it, it, there's no great science to it. It's smiling and talking to people. And some people, you know, are very sociable beings and yeah, they come back, you know, people that have been students, uh, some of them just keep coming back and I say, well, you're, you're working, he says, oh, I love doing this, you know, and, and yeah, they, God bless them, you know, they're, they're people that really, really love it and they come back year on year and as I say, I think it gives everybody a little sideways look at the event. Plus, they're coming in. They, they, you know, I say they've got their workers' wristband. You know, and they wear it for the year, and they shove it in their friends' faces and all that sort of stuff. And I think it's a, you know, it's a kind of it's a badge for them. Well, it's a wristband, but you know what I mean. But people always like that with CDs and artists and things, don't they? It's it's always that thing of kind of like. It's, it's slightly hipster of, oh, I heard about them first, or I did this, if, if you can kind of say maybe, oh, I worked that one. It oh, sounds, yeah. Sounds a bit cooler than just going. Yeah, it? yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, you, you see, oh, that gig, yeah, I was working there, you know, and I was, yeah, I was, it was, hard, it was a hard gig, man. You know, we got it on, though. We got them on the stage and we made it happen. But, yeah, I mean, uh, it is, you know, you have things happening and, you know, people, as I say, they feel a part of it. And I always, always try and reinforce that with people. I say, look, you're a part of the event as much as the security or the guy on the main stage or anything. We all come together, we're our team, we are pulling the one direction to make it happen. So, you know, feel proud of what you're doing and puff your chest out and, you know, and, you know, yeah, be proud of yourself. If people are listening to this and loving this, uh, the first place to go is presumably Festaf. And then do, do you yourself look through the application forms? Do you have a team that looks through the application forms? Are there kind of do's and don'ts? Is there anything you're kind of wanting to see on that? Um, well, we've got a, quite a small team uh, during the winter, me and uh, Jake and a few others, and we look through the, the applications together and, you know, make sure, you know, 
I think, you know, the only thing I would say is be truthful. Be truthful. Whether, you know, if you've got an ailment or something, please tell us about it, because if you turn up with it, it's a problem. But be truthful. Tell us what you've done. Don't be scared to tell us what you've done, because some people think, oh, I don't want to put this and I don't want to put... Tell us, you know, it's like throwing mud at a wall, you know, if you throw enough, some of it will stick and I might, it, might, it might just be that thing. I'm like, oh, that's a good point. I'll have, I'll have her. But um, yeah, it's just be truthful and take your time. Yeah. <laughs> Try and spell correctly. Um, we've heard about some of the best people. We've heard about uh, the people who've really come out of their shell. I have to ask as well, the dark side, do, do you have to kick people off ever? Do you ever get sort of volunteers? What, what's sort of the worst instance that you're legally allowed to tell us about? Yeah, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I always say to people, there's enough rope to hang yourself here. You know, there's sex, drugs and rock and roll, if you want to coin that. And, you know, if you want to get, you know, a, well, there was a boy sent home this year before he'd even, before the meeting, <laughs> flying drunk. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Anyways, but the worst things, um, I don't know, I mean, here at Download, the first year we were here, uh, somebody was going around their truck and their Nissan Micra about 90 miles an hour trying to catch somebody. That wasn't my favourite moment of life. Um, yeah, the, the, probably the, I wouldn't say there's anything incredibly dark happened, you know, but there is people, as I say, they get a little bit drunk or something and, that, and they don't quite know where the line is. And um, that, that, that's usually where people fall down. They party too much and they don't realise they've got to give us a little bit of time. Um, but most people over the piece are really, really good. You know, uh, you know they, if it wasn't for them, I, we, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. And so I rely on them a great deal. So most people are, you know, they're, they're good by the word. And most people want to be good. They don't want to cause problems. They don't want to, you know, they, they want to fit in with their friends. They want to go with their friends. But you get the odd you know, groups of guys, one of them is trying to be a bit lippy and all that, you know, you have to deal with that. But, um, yeah, I would say probably driving <laughs> driving a car around the race crash probably is the craziest thing I've ever seen. But, you know, yeah, there is very much a dark side. But I, I always try and tell people, you know, and on the website as well, you know, this is where the line is, you know, this is what you need to, don't go over that line. If you go over that line, I can't help you. You know, but if you stay this side of the line, I'll back you up the whole way. So, um, so yeah, people make their own mind up on how they behave on site. But you, you can only advise people so much, and then, it, then it, it's really up to them. But um, I would say over the piece, ninety-nine percent of people are just fine. Yeah. You know, there is the odd one, but most people are just delighted to be at a music festival as well. You know, it, it, it's not a depressing place to be. Like if you're going around with a, a furrowed brow here, then you know, you're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong place and you're doing the wrong thing. So um, yeah, it's a happy place to be. You mentioned that over the next couple of months, you're pretty much away every weekend, sort of at one event or another. Do you still rough it in tents or, or do, you, do you go down a bit more of the glamping route? Do you, get, do you get a posh trailer now to sort of rival Foo Fighters and the like? I think posh might be pushing it a bit. <laughs> um, I still on site here at Download, but yeah, I, I, I've, done, I've done my time in the tent, put it that way. Um, a little bit older now, and um, yeah, I quite, like, I quite like getting to bed at night. And you know, that's, but I, I did 10, 20 years in tents, you know, just, you know, m maybe not as long summers, but um, yeah, I did, I did my time in it, you know, much as I enjoyed it, um, time moves on, you get a little bit older, maybe got a little bit more money in your pocket. and um, and. What I'm doing now is, when we first started, we do one weekend a month. Now it's like from June to September, just about 
three weekends out of four and with the best will in the world I would soon collapse if I was staying in the tent because it is and I it's something you have to bear in mind when you've got volunteers and other staff saying it says they're not getting as much sleep as you they're not getting so you have to you have to bring the bar down a little bit for them but yeah if you've got if you've got to lead people then you need to be rested and you know try and look the part and um yeah, because if you if you're not, it's like I say, kids, if if you're not if, if your welfare's not good, you're you're not good to give welfare to somebody else. So if if I'm absolutely knackered and and also you've got to be on on your game as well, you know. I, a few years ago, I tried probably tried to do too much, and I become quite angry. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, uh, for about six months I became quite angry, which wasn't wasn't my favourite time of my life, and I kind of realised in that sort of that summer that I needed to bring some more people into play. And now I try and step back a little. Each year I try and step back a little bit and let them take more of the reins. And so, you know, my mood over the past two or three years got a lot better. Um, Is it doing too many of the roles? I think it was, it was, yeah, I think it was that. I was trying to do everything at once, you know, I, and, you know, you think, oh, I'll make some money here, I'll make, but, but money's not not everything you know so yeah yeah bring other people in to help you because you would end up all that would need to happen i would end up losing my business or you know it would have failed or people would have stopped coming to volunteer for it so now i take a, a step back a little bit from it and try and take a, an overview and it, it, it works for us as well you know and as i say i feel a lot better in myself to, to be absolutely honest and as i say i'm not so young anymore and i'm trying to let the younger people deal with the younger people i i i i, I ain't that cage anymore wish i was but the industry itself, as we mentioned earlier, has been growing and growing. Where, where do you see Festaf sort of going from now? And, and do you think the sort of wider changes in the industry are going to affect sort of what your role is? Or, or do you think it's just going to be more and more and more? Um, I, I think, yeah, I think that there's a change in uh, ticket, ticketing types, etc. Which will affect us, RFID that we dealt with last year here. So there is, there is, there is changes, but I think if you can provide a good service a consistent service and a good level of it and you're going back year and year people will see that and they'll ask you you know maybe to change your job slightly but that's always the way i look at it and that's kind of the way it seems to have worked they see you doing a good job here what can you transfer the skills to here and i, I think it's always yeah i think the, the promoters are always looking for new ways to ticket and sell and gimmick their event and you know you know different ticket types and whatever and I, it is that's only gonna that's only gonna increase with iPhones and all this sort of thing so but I think it's, it's a liquid market but as I say I think if you can consistently give a, a good service and not cause anybody problems then they'll say look could you come and have a look at that for us and that, I think that's kind of where we sit so it is sort of now the start of June nearly middle of June what are you most looking forward to this summer uh, hopefully a lot of sunshine as we're experiencing at the minute we sit roasting in this little cupboard but um yeah good good i mean uh, there is no substitute for good weather it makes everybody's mood better when, when when everything's hot nothing's a problem when it's wet everything's a problem which you know it's it's a human nature thing it's just it's just a human nature thing but apart from loads of sunshine i'm looking forward to seeing pj harvey I'm looking forward to seeing the Chuckle Brothers again, um, and maybe Radiohead if they do some one of these appear somewhere at some festival. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really great summer. And I'm also I'm going down to see Carol uh, King in Hyde Park, so I'm looking forward to that as well. It's the first time she's played this kind of thing with 30 years or something. So 
yeah, there's a lot to look forward to. I'm not looking forward to the European Football Championships, however. <laughs> I don't doubt that you are. Okay, this is absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for talking to us. If anyone's listening to this right now and is on the fence about whether or not to volunteer and whether or not to come sort of next year or to one of the events later on, what kind of advice would you give? What sort of one-liner to kind of like sell it for them can you give? Just get involved with a big family. You'll love it. Don't feel a... I know you asked for a one-liner, but it's a big one-liner. We're a big family. Yeah? Get involved. Don't feel that, you know, marginalised or anything. Come come with us. There's lots of like-minded people in the campsite. You'll make friends in the first night before you've started your shift and they'll be there for your life. As someone who's just joined that family, I definitely can Good. agree with that. So thank you very much. And Sandy, thank you so much for giving ah, us your time. Absolute pleasure. Thank you.